0: Hello and welcome to Tanchimar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Wednesday, September 20th. On today's show...
1: I really do believe that that some of this has uh, kind of made its way from even south of the border, where, where hate has been given permission to fester.
0: That's Rev. Lloyd Bruce of the Sackville United Church. We'll hear more from Bruce shortly about his recent bad experience on social media while promoting a Pride event in Sackville, and also his reasons for going to Moncton today to be part of a protest countering the One Million March for Children, a cross-country event billed as being against sexual orientation and gender identity curriculum in schools. But first, some more local news. Tanjamar Council met Tuesday night to hear from a number of groups with requests or recommendations for funding in the town's 2024 budget. Some of the biggest asks came from the Climate Change Advisory Committee and the Tanchamar Outdoor Club, both represented by Richard Elliott. Elliott asked Council to fully fund a permanent position for Tanchamar's Climate Change Coordinator. Currently, the position is housed at EOS Eco Energy, a local nonprofit, and partially funded through the province's Environmental Trust Fund grants to Tanchamar. But Elliot says the coordinator is now working half time only in her role as climate change coordinator due to a lack of funding, which is hampering progress and could even mean reduced access to other funding opportunities. Elliot also asked for council to double the amount of money designated for projects to be recommended by the Climate Change Advisory Committee to account for the expanded territory since amalgamation. Tanchamar allotted $25,000 in 2023, but Elliot says that should go up to $50,000. Elliot literally switched ball caps before speaking about his other priority recommendation, the Pickard Quarry Trails Project. That project is being pitched by the Tanchamore Outdoor Club, the same people who maintain the ski and snowshoe trails at Walker Road. Elliot asked Council to consider setting aside $40,000 in its capital budget next year to get started on funding aspects of the trail, though he also said that other funding op- options are being pursued and the money might not end up being spent by Tanchamore. Most of the other presenters made pitches to be included in Tanchamar's Community Grants Program, which last year under the provincial budget had $105,000 to set aside. This year, the total available grants may have to grow to make room for increased asks and new arrivals. The Sackville Citizens Band recently started a revitalization and made a presentation asking for future funding, and Levy on the Lake made a pitch for what Director Shelley Chase called a deeper relationship with the town, as she struggles to get a COA funding in place for the festival. Dorchester's Moving Forward Together Co-op and DCS Not-for-Profit Daycare also made presentations with funding requests, as did the Tanchamar Heritage Trust's Paul Bogard, who made the final pitch of the evening, but not before backing the requests of his fellow presenters. I've listened for an hour and a half, and I figure I'm here this evening to ask you to please give... All the money that everybody asked for this evening. I mean, so many different organizations doing wonderful things. I love the idea of living in a community where all that stuff's going on. So please find it in your pocketbook somewhere. And then don't forget the Heritage Trust. Bogart asked the town to continue its community grant to the Heritage Trust, which he says provides a baseline, reliable level of support that makes all the other work of the trust possible. In addition to hearing from community groups and citizens at last night's meeting, the town is also asking residents to fill out a basic survey on municipal budget priorities, which is available online through SACVILLE.COM. After Tuesday's meeting, CHMA caught up with Active Living Director Matt Pride to ask him about this year's fall fair, which kicks off tonight. So fall fair kicks off on wednesday can you give us give us the the quick pitch on on what's what's going on for fall fair this year
2: (laughs) uh well there's a lot going on um tomorrow night or i guess wednesday night we have uh the james mollinger comedian or comedy show at the con hall so uh tickets have been moving fast for that so we're pretty excited to have him in town And then we're having all of our usual events that we haven't been able to have for the last few years. So the fireworks, the parade on Saturday, um, music in the tent on Friday and Saturday, and uh, the anything, the floats race and the show and shine and all that good stuff that we've been missing since 2018.
0: And I know my kid's interested in the Hinchies is coming, the rides will be here.
2: Yes, that's right. They're getting set up now and they'll be open on Friday and Saturday nights.
0: Okay. Um, have there, I mean, you guys changed the parade route this year in, in anticipation of a rally that may or may happen on Saturday. Is, have any further changes been made in that regard?
2: Uh, not necessarily in that regard, but we did um, change the parade route and also the music that was scheduled to be in the bandstand in the park is going to be moved to the tent, the main event's tent. Um, it's just easier, easier logistically. And then uh, the other the other thing that has changed and has nothing to do with any of this stuff, but uh, the domino man that is scheduled to be in the curling club he's going to be toppling his dominoes at two pm instead of three p m so he can get back to Halifax in time to get to work
0: <laughs> okay all right, and so the music tent rem- uh, remind me of the setup downtown what what will people what will look different downtown for those of us who haven't been to a fall fair before
2: well it's going to look very different than those who have been to a fall fair before so in the past uh, there was a big event at Doncaster's farm across from the the Tanchimer Veterans Memorial Civic Center and uh, that event now is being moved to the Lansdowne soccer field behind Bill Johnstone Park so if uh, folks want to go check that out there's going to be over 50 vendors and activities and there's going to be a magic show and a woodsman competition and bouncy castles so it's going to be a a very large event and um, we've planned it three years in a row and finally it's going to happen this year so we're pretty excited to see the fruits of our labor come to be
0: (laughs) the the weather forecast looks clear
2: the weather forecast looks clear and it will be clear
0: (laughs) (laughs) over your dead body right all right okay anything else that you want to let sacralians or tantamarians know
2: I think we're just excited to be able to offer the event. It's been too long and a lot of work goes into it and there's a lot of volunteers that uh, make it happen and we're just excited to see people out with smiles on their faces.
0: That's Active Living Director Matt Pride. For more details on the Fall Fair, check the schedule on sackville.com. It's not just Fall Fair Week, it's also Pride Week in Tanchmar. And this past Sunday, the Sackville United Church hosted an event to celebrate its anniversary as an affirming ministry. That is one that proactively includes and affirms 2SLGBTQ people. But when Minister Lloyd Bruce posted about the event online, he noticed a lot of negative and sometimes hate-filled comments. We called up Bruce to get the story.
1: So on Wednesday of last week, a group of us gathered to decorate the sanctuary for the pride celebration on Sunday, which we have hosted every year. And we kind of do that together in recognition of the anniversary of Sackville United Church becoming an affirming ministry of the United Church of Canada. So as we finished the decorating, we had a brainstorm. Well, let's make a little video. And so we made a little video welcoming people, celebrating pride. There was all kinds of uh, affirming posters in the video. And uh, and then on Thursday morning, uh, I edited the video and posted it to Facebook. And then later that day, I uh, I created an ad. And by Thursday evening, Friday, and into Saturday, we started receiving some very hateful comments on the video, um, disparaging comments towards uh, LGBTQ2 spirit plus persons, uh, comments that disparaged our support of the LGBTQ community. And uh, so Jenny, uh, the office administrator, and I spent the better part of Friday and Saturday uh, deleting uh, those comments. and. And eventually, I just came to the point of making a comment on the video and said point blank that any and all negative comments will be deleted, uh, because I'm just not entertaining, uh, that kind of foolishness. It's hurtful to, to us, and even more so, it's hurtful to the LGBTQ community. And, uh, so that's where we're at now, and, uh, you know, there, Some of you may be aware that there's an upcoming uh, uh, protest that's happening in Moncton, and I suspect maybe even in Sackville tomorrow, uh, Million March for Children, which are really just organizations that are uh, uh, basically a disguise for anti-LGBTQ two-spirit hatred. And... uh, so some of us will gather with others tomorrow morning to try and uh, be supportive to the uh, LGBT community and to stand in quiet, gentle witness to uh, our beliefs that there's no space for hate in this world. There you
0: go. I want to ask you about the protest. I just want to ask one quick follow-up. There have you know have you folks ever had any uh, you know, concerted negative reaction to, to things you've posted in the past on Facebook? No, this is a relatively
1: new uh, phenomenon. And I, I, my, you know, it's my opinion, my fear only, I guess, is that uh, some of the conservative, hateful voices have been given license by uh by by some of the political uh forces that are at work that's my fear
0: Mm -hmm. and you're referring to sort of the the movement on policy 713 and the changes to it and and that sort of thing
1: exactly um Mm -hmm. i i really do believe that that some of this has uh kind of made its way from even south of the border where where hate has been given permission to fester and uh uh, Faster and, and grow, and people feel that it's okay to say such hurtful, negative, painful things, and uh,
0: yeah. And so you're going to be in Moncton Wednesday. Uh, tell yep. us where you're going to be.
1: So, what we understand at this point is that this Million March for Children is uh, gathering in front of Centennial Park about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And so, it's our plan, uh, together with some of the organizers of uh, River Pride uh, and other affirming ministries in the Moncton area, to gather and, uh, if you will, be a, a, a counter presence to the to the rhetoric of of hate and disparaging
0: comments. That's Sackville United Church Minister Lloyd Bruce. The One Million March for Children is billed as a protest over sexual orientation and gender identity curriculum in schools. In New Brunswick, it includes elements of a so-called parents' rights movement in support of the Higgs government changes to an education department policy designed to protect LGBTQ plus kids in schools. Policy 713 was recently amended by the province to require teachers to get parental consent before they can use a child's preferred name or pronoun. The Anglophone East School District has passed a motion reaffirming the original provisions of Policy 713, which do not require parental consent, and so far the Canadian Civil Liberties Association has filed motions in the Court of King's bench asking to have the government's recent changes quashed. Premier Blaine Higgs told reporters that he would consider using the notwithstanding clause to shield the province from a Charter of Rights challenge. In response, the CCLA says the threat of using the notwithstanding clause is an admission that the New Brunswick government knows its actions are unconstitutional. That's it for Tanchimar Report for Wednesday, September 20th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. America Butler, thanks for listening.